Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way, back again with our morning agenda show. And we're finally nearing the weekend. Charlie, I know you're jetting off somewhere nice. The weather's going to be lush. We're going to miss you next week, but you're looking forward to your um, fully deserved break. Yeah, I am. I mean, hopefully the all of the transfer talk and everything kind of advances more it's kind of it, hopefully it'll be like a oh yeah tc's on holiday so everything's happening and then i'll be on holiday so hopefully everything else will happen so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to more things to come with the with the transfer i mean i'm i'm still talking about transfers even though i'm going on a holiday tomorrow so it's gonna it's gonna be a bit weird but um mm-hmm. yeah i'm still gonna be looking out for everything arsenal always am so even when i'm on holiday that's good. That's good. Yeah, enjoy enjoy the break, man. It's 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 all deserved. But we'll start the show with obviously transfer news as we do um, in our morning shows um, during the transfer window. Um, news broke last night um, that Huri and Timber Arsenal have agreed a thirty six point five million deal with Ajax, uh, rising to potentially uh, forty million pounds. Um, so that deal is is nearing completion. It seems that a potential medical uh, could be set for next week. Um, so, yeah, I think this signing, again, I said it the other day, I think it's going a bit under the under the radar. I think a lot of noise has been made about Declan Rice, the importance of that signing. Um, Kai Havertz, obviously, he's coming through the door already. But Julian Timber, I think, could be one of the best signings of the summer. Not much is being said about him. 22 years of age. Um international pedigree with, with a very good Netherlands team thought they've done very well during the World Cup uh, took took the World Cup winners uh, as far as they could to a penalty shootout before they were unlucky yeah. to, to come away with a defeat there but Louis van Gaal rates him a lot uh, this season he's he's had a bit of a stop-start season it's not been the best I think that also has has impacted the fact that Lissandra Martinez his partner of last season uh, moved to Manchester United but what I think Julian Timber will offer Arsenal is options, versatility, someone that can play in a number of positions, whether that's a right centre-back, if William Saliba needs a breather. I've got more faith that he can come in and do a job there um, compared to someone like Rob Holding. Um, if you want to be a bit more clever and want to be more possession-based and try and break down teams, because we had complications last season. Um in difficult games, you go back to that Brentford game at home where we struggled to basically break them down. Um, you go back to that Southampton game away from home. I know we had a good first 20, 25 minutes and we probably should have put the game to bed. But in the second half, I thought we were very poor. We didn't really trouble Southampton. We didn't really control the game. But when you have someone like Zinchenko on one side that is inverted, that can offer that hybrid role and potentially have someone on the other side, on the right-hand side, in the mold of Timber, someone that can drop in to midfield. You've got so many options. But, yeah, I think I'm excited for this one. I've seen a lot of rim. I think when when the links were rumoured that we wanted a right centre-back, right-back hybrid choice, I was saying to my friends, I've got the receipts as well, though. I've got the receipts. I was saying that if we want to target someone, Hurry and Timber would be a bad shout always had a, a bit of doubt that he could go to Manchester United but happy that this still um, has been verbally agreed with Ajax yeah man I mean Arsenal just mean business at the moment don't we I mean um, <clears throat> sorry Havertz is done it's been confirmed announced I mean Rice is we've agreed a deal apparently we're gonna I mean we'll be talking about it later but apparently there's going to be a medical set 
And now, Timber, we've agreed a fee. This is phenomenal. And we're only in however long two weeks. a few exactly two weeks into the into the transfer window and we've almost made three top top signings i mean you mentioned he might have had a bit of a stop start season last season but that doesn't mean that he's a bad player at all i mean as you say he he took the world cup winners to a penalty shootout that was a very very tough game i mean the amount of yellow cards in that but anyway mm. I mean, Timber is actually a very good player. And as you say, he has that versatility in the defence. And it, it fills me with a lot of confidence that if we do have an upset in the defence, if someone does get injured, and I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Gabriel got injured because he played, I think he, he was the player that played the most amount of minutes for Arsenal last season. And we did see him limp in a couple of times from tackles, etc. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him get injured next season. But as I say, it fills me with confidence if we have Timber that he would be able to do a role. Uh, he would be able to fit into that role that Gabriel has been doing. And you never know, maybe even better it. Obviously, like you could, we have options like William Saliba is comfortable playing as a left-sided centre-back. Yeah. So if Gabriel, we do need to give him a breather. William Saliba just uh, moves to the left-hand side. Timber slots into Saliba's position. Or Ben White comes in to uh, exactly. right centre-back. Timber plays right back. There's so many options now. So many mm -hmm. interchangeable um, varieties that these players can play. And I think that's what we've lacked in, in the past few seasons. And the fact that Mikel Arteta has addressed it, or not only last season, but this season, we're stacked. We are stacked. Yeah, it feel, it, as I say, it fills me with confidence because of the amount of options that we all have, the depth, the quality of depth. As we said yesterday, it doesn't just, like signings like this and Havertz and Declan Rice doesn't just add depth to the squad. It doesn't add just numbers. It adds quality in numbers. And that is... That is that will be, as I've mentioned so many times for Arsenal, it will be very, very important for us that we've got this amount of numbers, but in quality as well, because of the rotation that we will be going through next season. I know that we do rotate every season anyway, but the fact that this is the Champions League, we're back in it. I mean, we... I mean, towards, I say towards the start of the season, for most of the season, Arsenal were up there with the best team in the world. We were one of the best teams, one of the best informed teams in the world. So I'm not saying that we're definitely going to go win it all. What I'm, trying, what I'm saying is you never know. You never know. And I reckon we'd give it a good go. And the only reason why we would is because of the versatility, the options, the rotation that bringing in these players will offer. And I think Timber is a fantastic, fantastic player that, as we just mentioned, he can play on the right-hand side of the fence. He can play right back. He can play He can play as a centre-back. He can play as a kind of holding midfielder because he's a good ball player. As you, exactly. And you did that um, Transfer Insight show um, with the Dutch football expert. I can't remember, I can't remember his Michael name. I'm very Staten. sorry. I'm very sorry if you're watching this, Michael Statham, but <laughs> I mean, he said that he's a very good ball playing defender. He's very good on he's very good on the floor defensive wise. And that could be very helpful in midfield, in the defending half of midfield and in and in the defense, let alone. So the fact that it would offer us that 
plus options and versatility, rotation, everything going forward is fantastic. And the fact that, as you said just a minute ago, it seemed like if he was going to go anywhere, it would have been Manu. They showed a lot of interest in Timbard. It seemed like they were close to signing him last summer, actually, wasn't it? And it it's like Arsenal have beaten another team to a player that they that someone has showed a lot of interest in. We've beaten Man U to Timber. We've beaten Chelsea, Man City, Man U to Declan Rice. We've beaten Real Madrid to Havertz. Did you read Havertz? that yesterday? Yeah, with Real Madrid. So, uh, wasn't it that Real Madrid were kind of like quietly kind of going along with the Havertz deal? They gave him, apparently they gave him a phone call towards yeah. the, obviously the agreement with Arsenal was nearing and they tried to basically unsettle him towards the end and basically they're trying to make movements with this deal but apparently Havertz rejected it and he said he wants to play under Mikel Arteta he wants to play for Arsenal so Arsenal mean business man Arsenal mean business in the transfer window so you gotta respect it you do have to respect it there's a question here um in the chat um any news on William Saliba uh will he be ready for pre-season you know what he's been training um with our boys over in Spain, in Malaga. So he's been training with Trossard, um, Tommy Yasu Martinelli, and uh, the person alongside Saliba is one of Tommy Yasu's best friends. So, yeah, they've been they've been stepping up their recovery. I think all these players were injured towards the, lot, towards the latter stages of the season. I think Trossard um, was dealing with a knock. Mm-hmm. Tommy Yasu obviously picked up that injury alongside Saliba against Sporting Lisbon. And Martinelli picked up that injury um, courtesy of Moises Caicedo. Yeah. So they all, they all look to be stepping up their training. Um, it seems William Saliba, we uploaded a video on the channel, I think, uh, last week, was it? He's been playing a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, he's been stepping up that recovery. He's been training. He's been, he's back out on the pitches. So there's, there's a lot of progress. And hopefully um, in a couple of weeks... We can see him um, come in um, potentially for that US tour. Got big games against Manchester United, Barcelona. Obviously, we play Nuremberg as well uh, in a friendly before we play Monaco in the Emirates Cup. So, yeah, it's one of those things. It's one of those things that I, I'm 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 quietly optimistic that he will he will return. But I think we'll need them. And it seems that the contract is done. That's all. That's all. Just waiting an official signature. Saliba is set to return from holiday, I think, um, this weekend. So hopefully we have something um, with official confirmation at the start of next week. Um, what else? What else? What else? FN Awinieri. So that's another big, big boost. We speak about the fact that we're bringing in players, we're signing key players and key positions. But the fact that we're keeping players as well at this football club. I just touched on uh, William Saliba, Martinelli, um, Saka, um, Odegaard, uh, potentially is going to sign a new contract soon, Ramsdale, Mars Lewis Kelly, uh, Gabriel, and then now, now in the area. So it's, it's a big boost. I was a bit pessimistic, the fact that he could depart. Everyone I've spoken to within within the football club have basically said, Miles Lewis Skelly and um, how do you pronounce his name? I keep getting it wrong. What? And I I don't really know it myself. I just say it in one area. I don't even yeah, know. It. <laughs> I'm not good at pronunciations. I'm the poor person of pronunciation. So apologies <laughs> for that. But they're one of the best two um, players to come out of Arsenal's academy. There's talk that they could eclipse the likes of Jack Wilshere. 
Um, you look at in and around Europe, apparently they, they're the best. When you look at the English division compared to the academy uh, players that Chelsea have, Manchester City have, apparently these two within the age bracket are doing things that everyone's so surprised and shocked. But also the fact that, wow, they're, they're taking notice. And the fact that Manchester City wanted um, wanted him, uh, Chelsea wanted him, it says a lot. But yeah, he's he, he's agreed a new contract uh, with Arsenal. Um, and I like the fact that Mikel Arteta gave him an opportunity uh, against Brentford uh, last season when we beat them 3-0 at their ground. And a lot of Arsenal fans, I say Arsenal fans, a lot of Arsenal fans said after that game, oh, Arteta just done it just to show off. Arteta just done it just just for his own, to boost his own ego. Arteta had no um, other reason to basically play him. Arteta done that because he probably thought to himself, we're going to come to a stage where contract talks will have to reopen with this kid. And we need to show him that there is an opportunity to get in the Arsenal um, first team. There is a pathway. So obviously players want to play. Players want to see what they've seen with Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe. They want to see um, they want to see more hell enders come out of the academy and make a success in the first team. That's the main goal, like f- for for all of these academy players, like to make a breakthrough in the first team. And Arteta basically showed them, look, there is an opportunity here. Like it may take a bit of time because of where we're going, but there's going to be an opportunity. You just need to keep working hard. You just need to keep doing what you're doing at academy level, performing well. Listening to the likes of Perma, Asaka, all the coaches um, within within the Arsenal uh, team, and you will have an opportunity. So I'm buzzing for this. I think the fact that we've we've tied him down to a long term deal, I think it's good for Arsenal and it's good for the future of our club because, as I've just touched on, it's all good and well bringing players for the here and now, but also you need to look to the future. And the fact that we've got Miles Lewis Skelly and uh, Ethan staying. Um, for for the upcoming years it's good it's good for this football club isn't it yeah of course i mean you i just mentioned arsenal are beating like man city chelsea man U to declan rice we've just beaten them to even in one area as well and that's a good pronunciation thank you very much (laughs) i think so i I I could be wrong (laughs) i think i I think that's how you say it and i'm going to continue to say it so even in one area, if you're watching this and it isn't how it's pronounced, I'm apologies. Very sorry. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's just another player that we beat in Man City to, another player that we beat in Chelsea to. But he is a very exciting player. He's got so much potential and he's so he's still so young. I don't think he's quite so he he, he turns 17 or something next year, doesn't he, in March? Yeah. So he's still so young, and that's when he—I think—that's when he'll sign his professional contract, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. Professional contract. So um, it's on your birthday. Yeah, the day, the day before my birthday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's yeah, he's a very very exciting player, and the fact that we saw him come on against Brentford, like you mentioned, and you mentioned that it was it kind of shows him that he could get into the first team, that he could kind of see a pathway into the first team and it could help with his contract talks. It doesn't just show him the way to get into the team. It's also a kind of like reminder for everyone else in Hale End that they're like, you know what? 
Mm. Oh, perfect, perfect. As an African, I endorse that pronunciation. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm not too bad. Anyway, as I was saying, it's a good kind of, it's a good reminder to everyone in Hale End that they can get this pathway to the first team mm. because he was so young when he came on against Brentford, over 15 or 15, something like that. Yeah, 15 yeah. years and 181 days or something like that. The youngest player in Premier League history. And yeah. I think he deserves it. I think he, as we, as you say, he's got the potential to be one of the better players coming from Hale End, maybe to eclipse the likes of Jack Wilshire. Um, but I think that it is fantastic that we've been able to sign him onto this contract, sign him, try and kind of like see, see his like hopefully long-term future at Arsenal past when he's signed that professional contract, of course. And hopefully he'll be able to kind of keep producing, keep kind of showing up to his potential to eventually get into the first team. I mean, with Reese Nelson, we've seen how long it took him to get into the first True. team. And I'm sure, I hope that that won't be the case with Ethan and Moneri. And... With Reese Nelson, I'm not, I'm not saying that he wasn't he wasn't good. Um, but now he is really it shining. Time, he's get, exactly, he's getting his he's getting his chance. He's I think he signed a new contract or is going to sign a new contract, and I think that's fantastic because as we said that he was one of the more exciting players that we saw when he came on from the bench last season, and I'm sure that in the future, obviously in a few years that'll be. When and when Ari does get his chance, I'm sure that he'll be that player too because he's already shown Arteta that he's been able to get into that first team. He's he's shown that he can come on from the bench. And you say that it was it can be a reminder for for him and other players. But I also think that it was like it wasn't a thing of arrogance. It wasn't a thing of ego. I do think that it was partially that that he came on. But I also think that. It was also partially that he was like, go on, see, see what you got. Show mm. me what you got. We're freeing you up. It's comfortable. I'm not saying that I'm showing off. Just mm. see what you got. See, Show us what you got in the Premier League. You're 15 years old. Let's see what you're like now. Mm. So what happens in a few years when you've improved? Mm. What happens in a few years when you've got a bit more physical, you've got a bit more experienced? That can be very frightening for other teams. But that's the yeah. thing. It's true. Like when you look at him, he's still a baby. He's still yeah. a baby. But he's, he's, his potential is scary. Mm. And not only because what we've seen in the academy and the FA Youth Cup, um, obviously Arsenal got to the final uh, last season, but unfortunately lost to West Ham United. But he's made the right decision for his future. Because you look at Chelsea and you look at the amount of money they've spent. They brought in Amari Hutchinson Last season, another player from the Arsenal Academy, then another player that had high hopes for the future. And he was getting opportunities, Omari Hutchinson. He was on the bench for Europa League games, um, FA Cup games, Carabao Cup games. So he was in and out of the team. He was training with the first team as well. But he thought to himself, OK, I, I need to move elsewhere. Maybe Chelsea is the right club for me. It's not worked out. It has not worked out because Chelsea, they're spending a lot of money. They brought, they're, they're signing a lot of bright players in and around Europe. Look at the players that they're targeting from Brazil. Look at the players that they brought from uh, Italy. They're bringing in players for the future. So it's going to even it's going to be even more difficult for players to break into that team. So when you look at Arsenal, you've got Bakaya Saka as the perfect example. 
if you're good enough for this football club, you will be given opportunities. Like it's it's it's, it's in black and white because it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy because when you are a club like Arsenal, you need instant success in a way. As soon as you start the season, the fans are always think already thinking about the Premier League title. They're already thinking about going far in the Champions League. Because that's normal for a club like Arsenal. So opportunities are going to be, at times, minimal. However, you're 15, 16 years of age. The world's your oyster. The sky's the limit. There's going to be opportunities next season. where you are going to have a few uh, opportunities to play in competitions like the Carabao Cup. I can see um, Ethan playing in competitions like that. The FA Cup, if we get good draws. So I think he's done the right thing. I think Jack Wilshere as well. I think the fact that... He's in charge of the Arsenal um, um, under-18s. I think he's probably had a good uh, conversation with him. He's probably showed, basically, look, I was I was here at one stage. I had the same opportunities that you had. You just need to prove that you're good enough. If you get an opportunity, be fearless. And I think that's a good thing with young players. They're fearless. Now, when there's older heads, you feel that bit more pressure in tighter races and games. But when you're young, you're fearless. You go back to Theo Walcott when you broke through and when we signed him from Southampton. What was he, 16, 17 years of age? He broke young. through into the team and he, he he killed it. He killed it. Jack Wilshere, when he first came in, I know he had that loan spot at Bolton, but when he came in, he expressed himself and that's why everyone loved him. That's why everyone had that affiliation with Jack Wilshere. So hopefully we'll have the same with Ethan, but yeah, the fact that he's rejected Manchester City, uh, Chelsea, it's good for the future of this club because it shows that we can keep our brightest and most talented players. So... I, I, I love that. Um, got a question here um, in the comments from Agui Nelson on Facebook. Uh, what is the latest regarding Deccan Rice? The latest regarding Deccan Rice is West Ham and Arsenal are still talking in terms of finding the structure for this uh, £105 million deal. The deal has been agreed. There's no issues there. Um, you can see the deal probably being agreed and signed off um, over the weekend. I think West Ham, they're digging the hills, uh, David Sullivan, in terms of getting, uh, I think, the money that they want within two years or something like 18 that. 18 months. 18 months, which is, I think, being a bit greedy and being a they're bit They're asking a lot cheeky. anyway. Yeah, they're asking very a lot. Like, it's, it's cheeky uh, from West Ham's perspective. And Arsenal, I think they want it in the space of four years, if I'm correct. Yeah. Four years. Yeah. So... Um, I think that's the only um, issue. I don't want to say issue, but it's just the only um, problem that we have to basically solve now within this deal. And I think it will be solved. I think Arsenal are not naive and they're not stupid to get this far um, in, with this deal to basically um, beat Manchester City to his signature and basically in the final hurdles allow uh, Declan Rice to basically slip out of their hands. Fabrizio said that Declan Rice is buzzing. To join Arsenal, he used the word buzzing. He's excited, so hopefully we can we can hear an agreement over the weekend, and then um, fingers crossed, Declan Rice does return from holiday. He does return from holiday this weekend, so fingers crossed, this deal does get over the line. We hear we we hear that uh, special. Here we go, David Ornstein, Bomber, whatever you whatever you whatever you prefer. If you prefer Fabrizio's, here we go. Or the Ornstein exclusives. Personally, I prefer Ornstein's exclusives because they come out of nowhere. To be yeah, fair, that is true. Uh, so yeah, medical next week. So yeah, fingers crossed that gets um, done. Just want to take this question, um, Charlie, uh, because I was speaking to my brother yesterday, and I thought it was interesting. 
Um, obviously, we're improving the squad, etc. And when you look at Arsenal's team right now, if we do sign Declan Rice, if you if you sign Timber, if you sign Kai Havertz, are you potentially looking at that striker position for us to target? I'm not necessarily saying this summer, but for next summer potentially. And one man I look at right now in the market that could basically take Arsenal to an extra level is uh, Victor Ozzyman, like 24 years of age. I was surprised. Like, I looked at his age, I thought he was a bit older. I thought he might be 26, 24 years of age. And like one of the best strikers in Europe, like explosive, physical, someone that loves scoring goals. Just imagine him, imagine adding him to this Arsenal team. Um, it would it would be excellent, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether you have or not, but I have you seen Piers Morgan's yeah. uh, was it his tweet or post on social media, or whatever? He did say, Don't get me wrong. The fact that we're signing Declan Rice is fantastic. We've signed a hundred five million pounds. That is fantastic for this season. But if we're gonna want to properly challenge for the title or whatever, we need to sign a, a striker that needs more than twenty five goals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, like Victor Ozzyman. and he is one of the more informed strikers this season that's just gone. And I, I think. Personally, obviously, I would absolutely love a striker that would score the 25 goals per season, whatever. I also think that we need to give Gabriel Jesus a proper season, a proper kind of like go at everything, because obviously he's missed a few. He missed a few months this Mm. season, just gone. And how how many goals did he still get? He still got like top 10 or something like that. I think he did hit double figures. Exactly. So the fact that he's missed a few months, I'm not saying that he's going to reach the 25 goal mark. I'm saying that we haven't seen Gabriel Jesus' full potential of continuously starting for a team. But, but But do you think, I understand what you're saying in terms of Gabriel Jesus, yeah, give him more opportunities. But in your honest opinion, like take biased bias and society and everything. Do you think Gabriel Jesus can score, say for example, twenty five Premier League goals for Arsenal? <laughs> like honestly, no, no. I don't think he can. No, I don't no. think he can. I think the good thing with Arsenal last season was the fact that a lot of players, you include Saka, Martinelli, um, Odegaard, they all chip in with goals. And that's why Arsenal's basically um, front line and attacking uh, instinct was very good because they chipped in with goals. You had Saka scoring double figures. You had Martinelli scoring double figures. You had Odegaard chipping in so many goals from midfield. So they basically, they they shared the load in terms of uh, goal scoring. But when you look at Gabriel Jesus, I don't think he can score 25 um, no. goals in the Premier League. I, I, don't, I don't think he's the type of player that is a goal scorer. I think what Gabriel Jesus offers away from goal scoring, I think he's one of the best in Europe, to be fair. The work rate, um, the way he links up with the other attackers, such as Bukaya Saka, Gabriel Jesus, um, he's very press resistant. I think that's that's one of his best attributes. Um, but when you talk about goals, um, one-on-one chances, I, 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 sometimes he does get me a bit irritated, but obviously I need to take into yeah. consideration this is not what he's known for so a player like Ozzyman in comparison scores goals scores goals puts the ball in the back of the net and I think if we're looking at the phase five of the project or whatever you want to call it 
next summer. I'm not saying this summer necessarily because I don't think we'll sign a striker this summer. I think there's other um, avenues that we're looking to basically strengthen midfield defence. But next summer, we'll probably just need to add a few players, like one, two every summer after this summer, in my opinion. And that includes a marquee signing in the striker position. Um, uh, maybe uh, a right forward uh, winger to basically compete with Bukayo someone like that. But yeah, Ozerman, oh, I love a striker who just scores goals, to be fair. Someone just, just, is just greedy in a way. Yeah, you saw with Man City, obviously Haaland was phenomenal last season. And I don't know whether it changed, but from what I remember at some point during the season, and this is towards the latter stage of the season, season as well, I looked at the stats in the Premier League uh, in terms of goals and obviously Haaland was at the top and the next player for Man City that scored the most amount of goals was Phil Foden on nine. And that is that kind of like shows that you do sometimes need that out-and-out goal scorer, the person that, as you say, is greedy instead of some, instead of lots of different players that score lots of, that score lots of goals that kind of, share the workload but it obviously depends on how the team works obviously Arteta's got his own structure it works his own, it works for, it works for us and I think with Gabriel Jesus if he is to play that extra few months that he missed I think that that would add so much more for Arsenal and I'm not saying that you're wrong I'm not saying that anyone's wrong I do think that we do need that striker but the fact that with the structure that we've got at the moment, with Arteta, with his plan, it's working at the moment and it's only going to get better next season if Gabriel Jesus continues to play week in, week out. You never know. We might even still have time to sign a striker that could do you think be, he needs to be a backup. Or... Do you think he needs to be a bit more selfish at times? No, I think that he's too selfish sometimes. I think that he... I think sometimes he... I think in the box, maybe he needs to be more selfish. For me, in the box, he needs to be more selfish. I think just around the box, I think he tries to do too much himself. And he isn't like playing that like one, two. He tries to do everything on his own. Mm. And for me, that is too much for him. I think that he's sharing the workload in terms of goals. Why don't you just share the workload in terms of, helping yourself get that goal as well if you know what I mean if you know what I mean kind of like work with each other I'm obviously we the players already work with each other they're, they're working really well but in there are points this see this past season that I saw Gabriel Jesus I'm like just pass just pass man because yeah. it's just the easy it's it's an easier decision to then try and take on three players just outside the box or just inside the box I think I think he can get a little bit too greedy sometimes where he is just completely surrounded by defenders and he just needs to play that one-two or pass and just make a run and then there could be a lob ball through or whatever. Mm. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if he works on that this this summer. I wouldn't be surprised if he works on that next season. Hopefully he does because he did, as you say, he frustrated me a, a little bit. And he did a little bit with one-on-ones, but I'm not saying that he's a bad player at all. And I do think that he he did, I mean, that goal against Leicester as well, he did, I'm not saying he did everything on his own, but it was like, I was like, 
when I first saw him shoot, I was like, why the hell were you shooting? And then it rattled the back of the net. I was like, oh, my God. Like, um, was it like the, one of the first games of the season when he was in the corner of the box? Essentially, a lobbed kind of like, it looked like a cross almost that went into the back, into the backside net into the goal. It was such a, such a good goal. But mm-hmm. I think those kinds of goals are what makes Gabriel Jesus think, you know, I can do this on my own. And I don't think he can a lot of the time and yeah. he needs to pass every so often. So maybe we do need that player like Aussie men that is so quick, is such a good goal scorer, not not specifically a a, drib, a complete dribbler on the ball like Gabriel Jesus. He's just because, a fox in the books. Exactly. Aussie man. He just puts the ball yeah. in the back of the net. Like, exactly. He loves goals. He loves goals. Got a question here. Um, not going to take time to answer this. Who's the better player between Mbappe or Zuman? Easy, Mbappe. Yeah, <laughs> e- easy, easy, easy. Um, you see, Balogun, he uploaded a cryptic tweet uh, early, earlier this morning. Um, it is time. Don't know what that means. It is time for what? For to come back to Arsenal, to depart. Um, I guess we'll see, eh? So, so many interesting narratives with that tweet. But it's got a lot of people thinking, and we speak about strikers, we speak about um, who can fill the void, uh, who can basically at times displace Gabriel Jesus. A lot has been said about Eddie and Ketia. It seems that Arsenal, from what the talk is within the club, potentially they'll be open to a sale towards the end of the window. And I've always thought that there could be a surprise sale compared compared to when we sold Iwobi a few seasons ago to Everton. No one saw it coming and it just happened out of the blue on deadline day. And I could see a similar situation and scenario happening this window. And you look at Eddie and Ketia, um, opportunities for him maybe uh, minimal this summer. And you look at Balogun, like, I want to see him, to be fair. He's someone that I just think to myself, I look at him and I can see him doing well for this football club. But obviously, Arteta, you'll probably see him at pre-season. He's seen him last season over in Liga. Um, the records that he broke uh, on on par with the likes of Mbappe, Alexandre Lacazette. So he knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. So again, that's going to be interesting to see what we do um, with his future. Um, Marcus, Marcus, Marcus said something here funny. Um uh, did you manage to keep Tom on holiday to enhance chances or more signs? You know what, Marcus? I messaged him yesterday on WhatsApp and we were speaking and I said, listen, you need to stay on holiday. And then he's like, what are you saying that for? And then he's like, you need to stay on holiday, TC. And then he's like, all right, I'm going on another holiday in July anyways for a few weeks. I think he's going to New Forest or somewhere like that. So I said, oh, good, good. Because if it means we get more signings, TC, just just, just get on a plane, mate. Just get on a plane. Um <laughs> What else? What else? What else? Uh, what else? There's one more thing before I wanted to wrap up. Can't find it. Tiger and Guna. Um, they want more, bro. They want more. Like they're not satisfied with Rice, Timber, Havertz. The Arsenal fans want more and more. One name. Who we buy next? Oh my god. Uh, I. <laughs> I actually don't know. I, I'm just going to put a name out. I'm just going to say Vlahovic. Interesting. Interesting. Because we do need that strike position, as we've just been saying. Interesting. I'm just going to I have no idea. I'm just going to put a name out there. Um, you're probably looking at midfielder, in my opinion. 
Uh, I know there's talk of Romeo Lavia, but I, I think that's a smoke screen. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got a funny feeling that's a smoke screen, and I think we're we're if we do sign a midfielder, I think there will be uh, someone that comes out of the blue. To be to be fair, similar to when we signed Fabio Vieira last summer, Timber this summer um, potentially. So you've got names uh, in the market that when you come to August and um, the end of the window. Some players, big clubs I'm talking about, the Real Madrid's, the Bayern Munich's, you see at the start of the window, a player like Kimmich, um, his future was uncertain. Obviously, he's going to stay now. Real Madrid, Tushemeni, you just don't never know what will happen with that. Luka Modric and Cruz are set to stay uh, at Real Madrid. They've just signed Bellingham. Uh, they're stacked in that position already. Camavinga, Valverde. So... If there's an opportunity that arises, I think Arsenal are just waiting. They don't want to blow the bank. They don't want to blow the money on someone like Romeo Lavia because they, they probably feel that another opportunity, which is better, could come to fruition towards the end of the window. So I think we're going to take our time. I think after we get these three deals over the line, it's going to be outgoings. And then if a big opportunity arises, say a Tushemeni or Frankie de Jong or someone like that, you just never know. It's the transfer window, bro. It's the transfer window. These things True. are unexpected. So, if you give, if I, if I had to say one name, uh, uh, it's difficult. You know that. It is. It um, is. I'm, I'm gonna say too many. <laughs> Fair enough. Of Real Fair Madrid. Enough. Of Real Madrid. So yeah. Captain, Captain A, choo-choo all aboard. <laughs> choo-choo all aboard, my friend. Choo-choo all aboard. Um, Charlie, we're going to wrap up there. Um, yeah, just wanted to say, I'm going to miss you for a week, bro. But enjoy the well-deserved break. Um, and yeah, try to get off your phone as well, because I know transfer window, uh, the window is hectic. And next week, it will it will probably start to get busy with medicals. But yeah, uh, appreciate you jumping on this morning, mate. Thank you for having me, and I'll see you guys all in just over a week, I guess. Yeah, just over a week. But yeah, if you have enjoyed the show, folks, uh, drop a like. TC will be returning uh, next week from his holiday, so I'm sure we'll catch up with him, uh, ask him about how Copenhagen was. But yeah, if you have enjoyed the show, uh, make sure to drop a like, comment, subscribe, and keep following us down the Arsenal way.